Hello, everybody. Jeff Mason with Simple Biz 360, Simple Biz 360 podcast. Uh, you can catch us at simplebiz360.com, uh, and we are on 26 listening channels. We're also on YouTube, so if you uh, want to subscribe to it, if you like the show and the programming, please go to our uh, little favicon or icon there. You can uh, just... Uh, Press uh, hover over that and just press on that, and that'll take you to subscription. You do have to sign into uh, YouTube to to actually subscribe in YouTube, but uh, we'd certainly love to have you follow us. And we're just really excited about the momentum we have been uh, gaining for the last couple months, and the, we're in a lot of twelve different countries, and uh, just really uh, enjoying that uh, enjoying that increased viewership. So we thank you, everybody who's watching. And today we want to talk about. Um, multiply ATD times 100. ATD, what is it? Attention to detail. So just my little acronym, but really when you think about it, you know, who, who of us likes to weed a garden? Not many people. Some people enjoy it, but not many. Who likes to look for golf balls and tall grass, right? Who likes uh, reading a 55-page bid and going through all the different pages and looking at everything. Who likes looking for a lost ring on the beach, right? I mean, these are all very tedious things and, you know, they're things that uh, require us to spend a lot of tedious time to do, right? Who loves making money in their business? Who loves high margin retention? Who loves business sustainability? Who loves sleeping well most nights? Well, that's most of this, right? So what I really want to try to do today is, is to reincorporate a philosophy of attention to detail, kind of get you to begin having a love affair with that because it really does help the financial um, success of your company. And really, it, it is not something a lot of us like to do. And especially since we've been part of a convenient society that is doing everything possible to make our lives easier and one touch and one stop shopping. And we don't even have to go anywhere. We get everything brought to us. There's really this um, aptitude to ignore the, the, you know, drudgery and the hard work and the time it takes to be good doctors of details. But what we're going to find out that it's uh, in that doctors of detailing that you know, you really win or lose some matches. So, uh, any rate, if we want to achieve things we love, we got to we got to think about this attention to detail, right? And what do I say about multiplying at times a hundred? I just uh, just like the fact that you know there's so many areas of our business. We could plug this in that there's there's really dozens and dozens, probably a hundred areas, or if we got more detailed, we'd be better off, right? Um, so I worked for a company called Oxford Industries, and Oxford Industries was a public health company uh, responsible to their shareholders. And Oxford was really the one that introduced me to the the significance and the importance of attention to detail. And in fact, I went through a rather arduous uh, interview process. I'd say it was, I, I kid you not, eight, nine interviews if I include a dinner with uh, one of my VPs and, and getting interviewed by his wife was probably nine. But at uh, any rate, it, it was uh, two of them. Two of these interviews were all about my ability to be a detail manager. And they just asked me tons of questions to try to flush out whether I had this ability to really look at things in a very careful um, way that would uh, prevent calamity due to the fact that I'm spending all this uh, time, you know, 
looking into the weeds, you know, looking for that golf ball right in the weeds, looking for that ring in the sand, if you will. So again, if you think about uh, Oxford Industries, they they taught me about ATD. They they instilled that philosophy and that attitude of being a doctor of details. And, and really, mostly, they taught me why it was so vital. And being a publicly held company, you were responsible to shareholders. And we had to bring an adequate number to the bottom line for the shareholders or else we were not in favor uh, of those shareholders. So it was something we really, it was a balancing act that we really uh, had to go out and do. And in fact, as a result of this um this propensity, once I got hired to learn how to be a doctor of details more, a lot of customers thanked me, uh, which was really um, just very, very interesting. And uh, I, I thought it was awesome. Matter of fact, one of my biggest customers, Target, when I when I left to come out to St. Louis to take an executive job, uh, I said goodbye to Target and one of the women I used to work with over there in uh, in the product development area at Target, you know, let me know that, wow, you know, you and this other person, this other vendor are my two favorites. Why are you my two favorites? Because you make my job easier. You're so attentive to details that it just makes my job much easier. And, you know, my whole, um, my whole attitude being taught by Oxford was, you know, Jeff, if, if we're going out and making a slim margin on something, we do not want to experience an erosion of that margin due to mistakes. So do everything in your power to learn how to manage all those details all around the, the program, we used to call them, to make sure that we don't have any uh, calamities, to make sure we don't lose 12 cents here, 13 cents there. So uh, that was the whole art of that. Now, I've had the vantage point, as I've said a number of times, uh, over my career of working for 32 different companies. I've been in nine different industries. And I can tell you with great assurance that most of the money-losing situations I've been um, witness to or I have been a part of, because I've made my fair share of mistakes too, or that I've seen happen, you could trace these back to, you know, margin erosion. So here's what I know that I know that I know that margin erosion is the thief in the night that really, um, you know, steals away from businesses and you don't even know they're stealing from you as it's happening. If you read my book, uh, there's a section in there. I have it mentioned twice. It's called A Handful of Sand. And it was just a, an exercise I did once, and I kind of just stumbled into it. But, you know, I was, I was at the Jersey Shore, and I took this fine New Jersey sand. And you bring your, you bring your hand up about uh, shoulder high. And, you know, you just you have all this sand in your hand. You're looking at it, and you're just watching all this sand escape from your hand. And it's just, you know, I thought, my goodness, this is the nickels and pennies and dimes and quarters that businesses have escaped from them as you watch this sand just, just you know, escape from your clutches. And it's that kind of thing that, um, you know, I just want to encourage us as business owners to make sure that we begin to have an affinity, begin to have an affection, train ourselves to become, um, you know, um, focused enough to get into the weeds and become doctors of details. I know we don't like it, but we've got to do it because that's where the money gets lost. Just think of this. I've, I've been with companies that I can't tell you how many times I've seen this happen, but you know, we'll, we'll, we'll go out and say on an Excel spreadsheet, you know, Oh, that product 
cost us $8 to make, that product we're going to sell for $12, and that product has a $4 uh, margin in it, right? That's our profit, that $4. And, and how many times have I seen at the end of it all that Excel spreadsheet says, no, that $4 did not end up happening. It's $1.33. How is it $1.33? And, you know, you multiply that $1.33 times, you know, 86,000 units of something, and you thought you were getting 86,000 units at $4, and you're getting 86,000 units at $1.33. And, you know, this is how companies go from 32 people down to 18 in a lickety split moment or how companies go from 112 down to 48 in a lickety split moment, how you just sit around and go, well, we lost $90,000. We didn't think we would lose. How do we make this up? Well, I don't know. You know, I can't figure this out. Let's just lop these three people off the payroll, 30 grand a piece, and you get rid of employee A, B, and C, and it's 90 grand off the books, and you're, you know, okay. That's how so many companies solve problems. And we as business owners, we as entrepreneurs, we as solopreneurs, mompreneurs, we can't approach it that way. Uh, we can't. We can't go out there and just be lazy about the details. We've got to get into the details and look at them. So what do I recommend? You know, I, I just recommend that you begin to roll up your sleeves and become a doctor of details. Get into the weeds like it or not. Get, get Immerse yourself in those. You know, find the hundred areas in your company where you could be more detail managed and Embrace them, learn them, study them, manage them, understand what operational area that they're pointing at, fix them, and, and, and then create the procedures, really, that protect against this. And that's really the art of that, is to put procedures in place that protect against that, what we call margin erosion. You know, I... Um, I, I, I see it, you know, I just see it a lot out there, even in terms of um, managers who and, and executives who just don't understand those, you know, the, the enormity and the impact of those details. They just look at it as though, you know, uh, people are making bad decisions and, and doing bad things rather than, no, they're really things that we're, as a company, not trained on, not doing right, that, that if we were, we would be able to examine things more closely and prevent that margin erosion, prevent that sand from slipping away from our hands. So anyway, just, um, Hey, thank you, Oxford Industries, for turning me into a very detail-oriented person. I know Dietz knows that for sure. He's like, this guy is detailed. And guess what? Dietz is more detailed than me. So here I, I got a guy, I'm like, I can't believe it. I'm working with this young man who, you know, so many people knock the young generation. And I'm sitting here going, I, I, I wish I could clone this guy. And I wish I could have them elsewhere and, you know, I could have 10 of them because, you know, this guy is, he knows details and, and, and that's important when you're in an audio visual industry, right? You want to make sure you're on top of all that. So anyway, guys, uh, what are we, what are we going to focus on today? Van Morrison, man, the Belfast lion, Van, the man, I don't know if you guys are familiar with him, but you know, he's out of Belfast, Ireland, great songwriter, prolific songwriter in three different Hall of Fames. I believe Songwriter Hall of Fame, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and uh, I, I can't think of what the other one is. But um any rate, he was with a band called Them uh, early on in his career. And, uh, and they even, uh, I, I think at one point, 
uh, left them and they kind of split up and he went up to, I started doing some solo work and moved up to Cambridge, Massachusetts. And if you remember from last year, there's an interesting band that comes from my hometown or a couple of guys do uh, called the middle class. And Rick Phillip uh, was up in Boston and Rick would get together and play at some of the pubs with Van Morrison, unfortunately before Rick was, was murdered up there. But uh, you know, he used to play in some of the pubs with Van Morrison uh, on the weekends and and Van, I guess, wrote this song or put this song together called Blue Money that was in that Cambridge, Massachusetts time frame. It was on his uh, album called His Band and the Street Choir. But, hey, money is important. Enjoy Van Morrison, Blue Money. Blue, blue money, right? Guys, thanks so much for tuning in. We really appreciate it. We'll see you next week.